Well, welcome to the show, Black History Matters 365, and also the show with Dr. T, Real Relationships. It is so fantastic to have you with us today, and I have Dr. T in the studio. How are you doing today, sir? Hello, hello, Sister Joe. I am doing fantastic. I am so glad to be back in stride again with you. I am too. I know we've been away a little while, but absolutely just loving that we are connecting again. And we're going to be talking on something that's very real today. And the topic of today is rising above abandonment. Wow, what a big word, because so many people feel abandoned this day when it comes to relationships or going through a relationship and then having to survive it and closing themselves off from the world or people or family. And then they feel like at a loss that nobody's there for them. It's a big issue. So our goal is to rising above abandonment is the topic today. And then don't abandon what you started. Very important. No matter what goes on in your life, no matter how hard it gets, you have to teach yourself and work and practice not to abandon what you started just because of the hardship that's in your life. So that's what we're talking about today. Not abandoning abandoning what you have already started. And I have a quote before we get started with you today, Dr. T. And I love this quote. It is so amazing. And it says this, remember, you can't reach what's in front of you until you let go of what's behind Very good quote there and kicks off this abandonment thing. Because when you look at abandonment, Dr. T, you got to let go some things in order to move out of that situation. So it is so delightful, again, for the show to start up and get ready. So I'm going to bring you on, Dr. T, and let's dive into rising above abandonment. And before you start, just give a good, quick definition of what abandonment is. Well, abandonment is about uh, the old idea of ceasing to support or look after. It gives the connotation of giving up on a particular course of action and a way of thinking to desert a situation and no longer back it. And, and Sister Joe, that, that quote you just gave kind of reminded me of a quote by James Baldwin, who said, everything face, not everything face can be changed. But nothing has changed unless you face it. Mm. And so the things that we need to get back to, when you say that you can't reach forward until you let go of things in, in the back of you, we we got to, what was that quote you gave in the beginning? I think it was, you said you can't, there you go. You can't reach what's in front of you until you let go of what's behind you. And what we need to let go of is we need to face stuff. You got to face abandonment, right? Mm. Now, James Baldwin said, "Nothing, not everything face can be changed, but nothing's changed unless you face it. I mean, abandonment is a difficult thing, and we have to face the realities or the ripples behind what's under, underlying is causing us to be abandoned. Because I've always said the issue lies in the tissue. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. When you start thinking about low self-esteem and all the things that we do, that incapacity to view oneself 
with, with to, to be able to face back life's basic challenges. I mean, low self-esteem is forming. We can't even meet the basic things in life. We can't meet the challenges. So we succumb to those things. And one of those things that we do as a way of succumbing to those and interacting with them, we just isolate ourselves. We abandon ourselves. We run from it. Mm-hmm. We feel that way like we're abandoned. We have this emotional uh, discord that happens within us, feelings of abandonment. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, because there's a word, and you know this being a psychologist, a word that came uh, or a phrase, uh, a typical meaning um, of of abandonment or a particular type of abandonment, I should say, that's very important for us to understand in this, and you can expound on this, is emotional abandonment. Mm. That's really huge because this day and time, what that means, it says it's a subjective emotional state in which people feel undesired, left behind, left behind, insecure or disregarded. Are people just experiencing this emotional way of feeling of loss? How huge is that right now? Because in our world today, we just we think about only the people that are doing something big, making a lot of money, you know, have the cars, have the home. But we're not looking at the people that's been hurt by things in life or bad relationships or even sickness and all that, which causes this emotional detachment. So uh, that's what I'm thinking of when I think of abandonment too. this word of emotion, because we're we're in that in our culture today. Would you say, Dr. T? Oh, absolutely. And externally, what drove us, a lot of us to that was the pandemic. You know, oh, God, you're talking about the pandemic causing people to feel abandoned and isolated. And, And what we do as a result of all the things you just mentioned, Sister Joe, was that we become, we isolate ourselves. In fact, what we do is, it's really what I call this, psychologist calls it a, a choice paralysis. Mm. And a choice paralysis is when the brain feels like it's presented with too many too many choices, mm-hmm. it will choose to not make a decision. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it won't do that. When, it's, when it has too many choices, it paralyzes itself and it's just, it, just, it just isolates itself and it won't even do anything. And that's what's happening to us sometimes. Um, our way we think about stuff and the way we perceive our reality causes us to just be stuck. And we don't want to move past that. And so we wallow around in that place. But another thing is we feel separated from, a, from other things that can help us with those feelings of abandonment. Like, for instance, that scripture, Deuteronomy 31 and 8 said, the Lord himself will go before you and he will always be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Now, I've always said that one of the one of the healing parts of dealing with abandonment is we got to get another word in our mind. Because I always said that if you fail to read the word of God, you'll start believing more of your own. Mm, yeah. And so we're believing our own words in isolation. We ain't putting anything with that. And start, so I think later on, we start thinking it's our reality because yeah. feelings always manifest itself somewhere in our mind or our body in some kind of way or another. That's right. It, it, that hits it on the nail because that whole when it, we start believing our own reality, we tend to not let go of what's really reality that's causing us to, to go down anyway. 
We Mm -hmm. have to learn to let go of those things and realize, and I love that scripture too, that God has already gone before us. He's already Mm -hmm. taken care of this. He promised he would never forsake us. And it kind of goes in to us. We have to really understand when that kind of thinking, emotional abandonment starts, we have to realize that there are people there to help us. Support is there, but you have to work and believe that the support is there. You know what I'm saying? You have to really, really realize that. And I love that you brought that scripture up. And also when I think of this abandonment, you know, you're in that stage. And I think a lot of, like you said, the pandemic is so much coming in at one time. It causes us to shut down and not hang in there and not look towards the future and not move towards what we, and I'm going to pull this in with the Christian aspect, being called to. We Mm. tend to abandon it instead of continually moving forward to it. Yeah. That's why we got that subtitle of don't abandon what you started, because what you've started in your life and how you're walking in your life, that's because God had you at this place where you're at now. But you can't allow the hardships and the things to get in the way to keep you from moving forward. I always say your best is coming when you hang in there Mm. and begin to (laughs) believe in what you are doing and what you have been given. And I love this. And we talked about this earlier, Dr. T. I have this quote that I say, God did not create this situation to cause a mess. Mm -mm. He brought it to you to create a miracle. A lot of times when we abandon what we're doing and we get in this abandoned state, we're missing out on the miracles of life of what God has for us or even friendships and relationships that can be so much better if we would learn to come up out of this insecure state and um, the and leave the feeling of le- uh, being left behind and realize we just can't give up because um, this emotional it's it's a big thing and that's why we're talking about it today because it's very real emotional abandonment is very real right now because a lot of people are feeling like they can't live up to their goals they can't live up to their dreams they can't be a better friend or they can't love anyone this way because they're too angry all this stuff has set in and it's just it's just crazy we got to teach Dr. T how to move beyond this. It is so important. Well, that's a good word you're saying, and you're right. And and I love the presentation you gave one time. You gave five ways to rise above all this abandonment. And I, and I, I think I remember one of them was to stop focusing on everybody else's needs and while neglecting your own. That's one thing we do with abandonment. There's no proper self-care. We, we, I mean, you know, we start trying to give out more than we give in, and that's going to deplete us, I think. So we have to focus on ourselves sometimes, and that's not, some of us, even when we think we're emotionally abandoned, we tend to think that that's a negative thing, but Michael, Michael Jordan said, he said he had to be a little selfish in order for his team to succeed. Sometimes, you know, you got to recharge yourself, you know, you, you do, you can't keep giving out what you don't have in because it's depleted. I once heard this quote that said, you know, we have to, we have to get, oh, see, we have to find people too. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, that are good, safe relationships. Sometimes some of you guys out there, some of you ladies out there, you, you, you're you in relationships right now, which is like an ATM machine. 
you giving all, I mean, you, you put in a whole lot of deposits, but you ain't getting no withdrawals. And so if you're mm-hmm. around people that are withdrawing on you all the time, constantly sucking you up like a grape, you better, you better, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because you in a situation where you're in a demanding relationship where there's not a sense of nurture, and nurture goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be in a one-sided relationship where you're putting a lot of a lot of demands, I mean a lot of a lot of deposits and you can't withdraw anything. There's nothing given to you because you're going to be depleted. Right. Absolutely. And that's actually number two, find and neutral safe relationships. Keep yeah. going with those. Go ahead and go through each one, Dr. T, because there's five there. And that was number two. Keep going, because that is so true. You got to invest in safe relationships. You got to surround yourself with people that's going to take you above where you are now. And well, that's not necessary. <laughs> that's just not necessary money and things. No, that means self-wise that's going to encourage you that's going to spur you on i love the word spur and that's biblical spur you know mm. that i've seen it used in the bible spur you on or move you on to the next level of where you should be in your life just keep going with those yeah. um ways mm-hmm. well and and another one was to soothe your inner child it's like soothing yourself and i think that a lot of times and i see people a lot of times in 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 clinical practice that sometimes they've had an unhappy childhood. They've got, uh, you know, critical situations, critical junctures in their lives where they haven't really dealt with. They haven't went back in. You know, like I said, uh, Dr. Cornell West said this. He said an unexamined life is not a healthy life. A Plato or somebody said that. But we we don't want to take those self-examinations. We want to make external proclamations on people and about what they're going through. But we don't want to take that ugly look on the inside because it takes courage to go down in there into that inner part of us and to find those things that are preventing us from becoming and realizing how we can rise above this whole thing, this whole feelings emotional of emotional abandonment. And, you know, we have ongoing stressful events and relationship breakdowns and financial troubles and all those things that we've been through in our life. But you got to soothe that inner child. You got to stop telling yourself lies about yourself. And more than that, you got to stop thinking those lies about yourself. But the only way to get uh, improper thinking about yourself, you're going to have to read something different. You have to yes. get you a whole new different paradigm in which to focus on. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't keep, you know, if you see in your energy, if you, if you keep seeing you as a terrible you, then that's what that's what the result was going to be. You're mm-hmm. going to have to change. My Angelo said, if you don't like what you see, you know, should have changed the way you look at it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, so you have to change the way you look at yourself, right? And, but first we got to kind of face those kind of things. And and then we got to integrate uh, our trauma and our drama. Boy, that's powerful right there. Yeah, and that means to actually, <laughs> to actually merge them together because they're both really the same. And One so and we two. operate with just trauma and just drama when we really need to merge them and attack them and realize what they are. I guess that's what we're saying when we come from that, right? I, I absolutely. I think you're. I think you're exactly wrong on it. So to go back over them. You know, focus more on you. Stop put pulling yourself out uh, in relationships um, that are just sucking you dry. Or they're making more withdrawals and not putting any deposits in your life. Just seek, seek out people to get more secure, safe relationships. Have you ever been around people that all they want to do is talk about themselves all the time or let it be about them all the time? You know, it just it's, it's just not a good investment. It's not a good invested, safe relationship. And um, then you got to soothe your inner child. 
you know, you got to kind of deal with yourself and tell yourself, you know, positive things about yourself. You can't focus on the negative all the time about all of us have negative things that we do in life. But, you know, we have to find the positive things to think on, thinking that if God will never leave you, then we should never leave ourselves. If he has so much value about us that he won't leave us or abandon us, that makes sure. I mean, it lets me know that we're kind of valuable people. And uh, we got to integrate our trauma and drama. Your trauma and the drama, your trauma and drama are the same. They really are. So we got to find ways of seeing those things as the same and not separate. And lastly, man, this is a big one. This is mm-hmm. a joke. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back to uh, Sergeant Friday, Joe Friday, that says, just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> we have to understand that our fears are not are, are not our facts. Yes. Right. Yes. We've okay. made our we've made our fear facts, meaning that we stop right there. We believe what our fear says about us. Now, one thing about the brain. The brain will never exceed its experience or its interpretation. So I want to go back to say this. The only way you can step past fear to faith is that you have to just you you have to understand that you've got to go past what you think or even go past what you feel, especially, especially if there's a fearful motivation behind it. False evidence that that appears real. Fear, I would interpret this. Here's Terry, Dr. T's interpretation of fear. Fear is your brain's way of saying, I have not had the experience to move past what I'm fearing. So I'm going to stop right here. That's choice paralysis. It paralyzes your brain. When you face fear, your brain becomes paralyzed because it will never go past the paralysis past what it's fearing in its experience. So whatever you've, have you ever, here, let me break it down. You've experienced something in your life. And whatever you experience, you know, you sometimes you'll have enough you know, fortitude to walk past it. But have you noticed with sometimes some things in our lives that if we don't have any experience with it, it freezes us. Mm. And we just stop because we're either scared or something. Uh, Vince Lombardi said fear will make cowards out of every person. So we turn into be cowards. Because we don't have any experiences. But see, God has given us faith that goes past our fears. See, if we put faith and walk in faith, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, that's what we got to do. We got to walk out in faith. Faith past our fears. Faith is the experience past your fears. See, you'll never get the experience of faith unless you go past what you're fearing. I'm telling you what. Sometimes you got to step out on nothing and land on something. And that's something you got to land on is faith. Faith is over here and your yes. fear is over here. Faith is saying, I'm over here. Will you come over and step past what you're fearing and understand and experience what faith I'm having? And what, you, what you're going to experience when you walk past your, past your fear? You're going to experience Deuteronomy 31 and 8. Lord himself said, I'll be with you. I'll always, I'll always be with you. I'll never leave you. He says, I will never leave you. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So there he is. See, look at faith. The Lord himself will goes before you. See, he goes before you. That's faith. And he will be with you. If the Lord goes before you, then the Lord is in front of whatever is for, whatever you're having on your fear. Your faith is over here and afraid is over here. God says, if you step out in faith on this. Now, I'm not telling you to walk out in front of a car on a crowded intersection. 
That's crazy. That ain't no faith. That's plumb, that's plumb being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to step out in front of a car. I'm not saying that dangerous kind of faith. I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. There's something that God is prompting this audience to do. And you ain't even stepping on it because you're afraid. The reason why your experience is there is to move you past your fear to faith. Mm. That's what that's that's what that fear is. On the other side of fear is the experience that faith that fear didn't stop you and that God is with you. And then it see that's how you build your faith. You got to step past stuff. You can't get it by sitting there on the other side where your fear is. What would Peter have done if he even stepped out on the water out of that boat? Look at the experience he had with God being there for him and lifting up out of the water. All of us know what it means to be out of our head or been pinned down on a mat like a wrestler. We know what it's like. But God, right? But God. Don't be discouraged. Step past that fear. Mm. I know y'all woke up out there in podcast land. I know you (laughs) feel me on this. Because that experience is faith. I'm not asking you to run out in front of a car like I said. I'm something in your life right now that God has asked you to have faith for, but you're afraid. As long as you stand on the other side of the shore of your fear, you'll never experience the beauty of faith on the other side. Wow. That yeah. was powerful, Dr. T. And that, Dr. T, is a fact. <laughs> Amen. That is a fact. And that's what we mean by fear is not a fact. The fact right. is. The scripture you just said that God promised he would never leave us alone. So if you're feeling alone, you're feeling abandoned, it's your choice. You're having that choice because it is there. The abandonment is gone. There's a great quote by um, Robert Staubach, and he says, confidence comes from hours and and days and weeks of years of constant work and dedication. When it starts, and that's working out what you're going through. This yeah. is not going to happen overnight. One mm-hmm. thing about going past and, and rising above um, abandonment, it's going to take hours and weeks, but you've got to be committed in it. And you got to have the confidence that God is going to bring you through. Scripture teaches in Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion of the day of Christ Jesus. And Mm. that, my friend, is why our subtitle is Don't Abandon What You Started. That's what Terrence Mm -hmm. and Dr. T is saying here. This is why. Because it is a promise and it is a fact that God will carry it out to the day of Christ, to the return. Mm. And that's why we can't give up. You Mm. can't give up today. You can't live in this abandonment. It's not going to work. It's only going to stop you. It's going to make you cease. It's going to make you leave. It's going to make you turn back. It's going to make you cut ties. It's going to make you forsake what's really right for you. Absolutely. that's where you do not want to be. (laughs) <laughs> Sister Joe, you lived, you've been living this thing. They just don't know all the things that you've overcome in your life. You've been in a you've been a beacon of faith for a lot of people. And 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 just your faithful walk and your your constant supplication and determination and look past the things that's in you. I mean, man, I can't wait till that book comes out. It's gonna be a bestseller. And I thank you for the model of life that you're leading to me in my life, how much you mean to me. And how much your 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 spiritual walk and your life has meant to me and so many other people. Um, 
I want to leave a quote with the people. Can I leave a little quote with them? Absolutely. Let's tie it up. We're at the top of the hour and this is the end. And so you go ahead and give us some words. (laughs) Okay. This is something I keep with me when I'm down and out or I get on the track and I walk every morning. And this deals with that constancy you talked about. So here's a constant passage I remember. All my life, I've lived under the toxic clouds of abandonment and self-doubt. Whose acid raindrops has blurred my vision and put holes in my heart. Once I learned to use the umbrella of faith and hope, the skies cleared up for me, and the sunshine called joy in Jesus has become my constant companion. Bless you with that. There you have Dr. T, the people psychologist. You've been listening to BHM 365, where we focused on rising above abandonment and not or don't abandon what you started. Thank you for listening.